No, not really. You are a fat piece of shit. You're listening to Epic Cheat Day with your host, Derek Strong. What I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, ugly... Welcome to Epic Cheat Day. I am your host, Derek Strong. Obviously, that's my name. Uh, You guys know who I am. For those who don't know who I am, I'm currently in the process of trying to lose weight, get in shape, go to the gym, and uh, I'm taking you on that journey with me. I hate that fucking terminology, Uh, weight loss journey. Uh, Shout out to my unofficial sponsor, White Castle. Give it up to the castle. I refer to White Castle as castles because that's what they are, man. You get four of those fucking things, and then four of those aren't going to do it for you. You go to the restaurant, you got to get like eight, and then you got to get the fries. Dude, you know what I like about White Castle? Here's what I like about White Castle. Some other places, when you order a shake, they give you a pussy amount of shake. They give you a little fucking cup of shake. They call that a large. White Castle, you get a large of White Castle. It's 48 ounces of shake. And it's like a dollar more than a soda. Might as well get it. Yeah, I call it soda. I know I live out here in fucking Chicago where you guys call it pop. It's soda. It's always going to be soda. I know it as soda. Guys, I'm actually going to start timing my episodes. Here's why. Last couple of episodes, by the way, the most popular episodes. Thank you and shout out to all of the listeners who listen to uh Epic Cheat Day. I'm going to try a shorter format because I, not for anything, it's nothing against you guys. I mean, you know, let me know. Next three episodes, I'm going to stick to the actual episodes being around 20 minutes long. Five minutes for each of the segments. Um, you know, and give me give me some feedback, which segments like, which ones you don't. We're going to stick with for the next three episodes. We're going to do the, of course, Derek Strong Watches Chick Flicks. And, uh, of course, we're going to talk, we're going to do uh, five-star customer service. Um where uh, I get to literally vent about my, sh- my, I can't say my job is shitty. I've had shittier jobs. Mike has set up a uh, egg timer for me. His has a really cool font on it. I don't know what video game he stole that from, but it's very cool. Uh, mine just has the regular, you know, uh, Germanic Nazi fucking font. Um, who else do I have sponsoring this episode of Epic Cheat Day? Of course, Planet Fitness, because. Uh, there he goes. Planet Fit. Oh yeah, I forgot. I don't fuck kids. Uh, yeah, Planet Fitness, White Castle. I don't fuck kids. One of my listeners actually got shot. Got got on me about this. She's a grandmother, and she's like, I don't like that part about you fucking kids. And just to her, I know she's gonna listen to this episode. She has to understand something. Having been diddled as a kid myself, I feel completely justified in talking about fucking and not fucking kids. Um. It's, uh, I find out that somebody's fucking kids and then guess who's going to jail that night. So it's just that simple. It's not going to be them. They're going to be in the hospital or dead. I'm going to fucking jail. Uh, yeah, I, but because of my experience, yeah, I feel fully justified in making any kid fucking jokes. I had to go through therapy for it. I had to go through fucking 20 years of that bullshit. So you know what? I'm going to talk about kid fucking. And, uh, again, if you don't want to listen to it, especially you, cause you're an awesome person, uh, shout out. I'm not going to say her name, uh, for anonymity's sake, but shout out to her. She also has hooked me up with plenty of great food. Uh, matter of fact, on this episode where I give you my cheat day breakdown, one of the meals was provided by her. But uh, nothing against you at all, and I understand your concerns about it. But believe me, it comes from a very good place when I do make those comments. 
Again, Planet Fitness and White Castle, get at me. You guys are the unofficial sponsors. No, I haven't fucked kids, No, will, nor will I ever fuck kids. And you know what? Even if I get to that level of celebrity where kid fucking's on the table, I will refuse that. Uh, just not into it. Yes, there are times where in the bedroom with young ladies, they've worn pigtails and called me daddy. That's different, though. They're my age or within five years of me and uh, of my age. So, you know, um, but other than that, yeah, no, that's gross. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, Planet Fitness, go to Planet Fitness. Twenty, They say 24 hours a day, five days a week. I could do the math, fucking Planet Fitness. Fuck you and your whore mothers, but still sponsor me, pay me money. Uh, you guys are open 24 hours a day, four days a week. Uh, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're just open regular ass hours. Um, I know how to do math, so does everybody who goes to fucking planet fitness still though i love you guys uh we uh we're not gonna edit that out um the chances of planet fitness or white castle ever wanting to actually sponsor me are nil so uh yeah that's uh that's uh that's what that's about anyway this episode of epic cheat day is called you goddamn psycho and we're going to be dealing with mental health issues, especially how much they get kicked up for me in particular when it comes to this quote-unquote weight loss journey. I don't know how to say weight loss journey without cringing and wanting to punch myself in my left fucking eye until I bleed from it. Uh, it's uh, Guys, it's, your life is a journey. Sometimes you'll lose weight on it. Fucking that's what that is. Uh, mental health issues. Mental health issues started for me when I was four. Again, diddled as a kid. That's kind of what happens. Also, genetically, both my parents were fucked in the head and uh, nature versus nurture. Am I right? That's psych 101 for you fucks. Uh, yeah, so I've been taking meds. Well, I was taking meds for since a, at an early age. And by the way, if you have some crazy fucking kids and a doctor wants to prescribe medication, for first of all, don't have kids, okay? You have six more years of the world fucking lasting. Guys, what are you doing? You know, if you already have them, great, but... I mean, really, just check the weather outside. Right now, it's normal. Uh, it's not going to stay that way. You know, next, I mean, California's on fire every other week. So, but anyway, if you have kids and they're fucked in the head and the doctor's saying, here, let's prescribe this psych med for them, really, really debate it. I mean, you know, you're, everything's being developed at that age. You know, you don't want to give your kids handfuls of medication. You know, try to make that as a last-ditch effort. Sometimes it's not, especially some severe psychological stuff. It's just not. You know, uh, my parents, you know, both both of them being medical professionals, dad being a doctor, mom being a nurse, uh, you know, they definitely didn't do it easily or lightly. Uh, they didn't make that decision lightly because uh, they understood the ramifications of it. That being said, you know, my, mom's, my mom being a nurse in the 70s fucking – you know, smoking cigarettes for both me and my brother Mark when she was pregnant with us. She knew goddamn well she shouldn't be smoking cigarettes, but whatever. Um, yeah, then it comes to that decision lightly. And even if you're an adult and you're trying to think about, you know, getting put on psych medications, guys, understand this. The pharmaceutical companies have the doctors in their pocket. It's not a conspiracy theory. They do. Go into a doctor's office. You'll see all the pharmaceutical companies' pill swag on their table. They have the steno pads, the pens, the sample packets, and doctors get kickbacks for pushing medications. They just do. I know this. My dad was a doctor, okay? You know why there's an opioid epidemic in this country? Because the makers of... um, of OxyContin, uh, who, what, is it Pfizer that made OxyContin? 
The makers of OxyContin uh, pushed Oxys down doctors' throats and said, hey, we're going to give you tremendous kickbacks if you prescribe these to your patients. So that's why right now currently there's an opioid epidemic in this country. It's all big money. I thought you were um, trying to lose weight. (laughs) Lay off me, I'm starving. (laughs) Woo! So on this week's episode of Derek Strong Watches Chick Flicks, I will be reviewing Under the Tuscan Sun. Guys, this movie is uh, titled Under the Tuscan Sun. It came out in 2003. It was written and directed by Audrey Wells, starring Diane Lane, Sandra Oh. The Rotten Tomato critic score is 62%. The audience score is 78%. And uh, I got to be honest, I thought I was going to hate this fucking movie. And au contraire, it was delightful. This movie is a gem. I think the critics have it wrong. The critics say it's kind of generic. No, it's not. Um, and here's a couple of things that I liked about it, okay? So one of the main tropes of these movies is... Uh, okay, so here's a... Well, first, before I even get into that, here's what the general plot is. So the plot is Diane Lane gets a horse-fucking of a divorce. Jesus fucking Christ. She gets, she gets the shaft seven different ways in her divorce all that she's left with is a house she sells a house and decides to move to tuscany right and because of that premise and because that's what the movie's pissed off of like oh my god this this is gonna this is like the jada de laurentis movie i didn't want to see guys google jada de laurentis in case you don't know what i'm talking about i'm not gonna explain who that is right now um but uh yeah it's um it's uh it's that's that's the gist of what the movie's about so it's like okay so she's starting her life over in tuscany and i thought they were going to go for a lot of low blow shit here and they didn't uh sandra o plays her friend her uh her best friend she's in a lesbian couple with i forgot the actress's name that she's in with but it's inconsequential because something happens with their relationship not going to spoil that um and so the way that she gets to tuscany is uh um, her friend and her friend's wife um, had a trip for a gay tour of Tuscany and I thought they were going to do this Pat Oswalt has a great bit about this where he talks about being like the gay best friend and how it's such a generic trope now and how you know they're expected to play it in like a really 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 stereotypical sort of way and how he didn't want to do that well I thought they were going to do that I thought they were going to saddle her with a gay best friend who is going to act over the top and just be this generic character but that's not what happened that's just the that's what got her to Tuscany and once she gets there she's basically on her own they do introduce a character though that she befriends there and I didn't even bother looking up this actress's name because I thought this was the one, like, lagging part of the movie. Other than that, this movie's fucking fantastic. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, like, And just, like, things that they go against the grain with. Like, for example, everybody's trying to tell this woman that she needs to find somebody new. She's like this. No, I'm going to buy a villa in uh, that I was inspired to buy in Tuscany, and I'm going to fix it up. So that's where she focuses her time and energy. She really isn't caring about finding somebody new. Everybody else is caring about it for her, more so than she is. Okay? And does she find somebody and hook up with them? Yes. And the money shop is seen between them was fucking... It was art. It was beautiful. The way they did it uh, was shot really well. Looked like a goddamn postcard. When I refer to money shots in these movies, I'm talking about the kiss between... You know, that everybody's been waiting to have happen. They do a great version of that in this. And you know what? And a spoiler alert about this one. She doesn't end up with that guy. 
which I thought was great too. I didn't see that coming. I thought that was going to be your betrothed. That she, that wasn't it. Um, let's see. It's a beautifully shot movie too. Like Tuscany, of course, very picturesque. Definitely shot on location. If not, I know there's other like you know Mediterranean European places where it could have been shot. It doesn't matter. I mean, you clearly looks like it's been shot there. Uh, here's a side note: Diane Lane was the inspiration for Bon Jovi's You Give Love a Bad Name. Apparently, she was breaking dudes' hearts in Hollywood, rock stars' hearts before. And this, of course, was before she hit it big as a, a star in Hollywood. The first movie I ever saw her in, Judge Dredd with Sylvester Stallone. Wow. Um, but uh, don't see that movie. Well, actually, see that movie just because, like, when you... You're going to try to figure out how much money they spent on the wardrobe for that movie. You're going to be like, Jesus Christ, this movie was way over budget, which it was. And it was, it was, it was, it's a funny movie. And also, you know, in hindsight, it's a fun movie. But fuck that movie. We're talking about Under the Tuscan Sun. Great fairy tale elements, too, which these movies are supposed to have. You know, again, these are, these are supposed to be fairy tales. They're modern day equivalents. Um, uh, you know, great visually, great Great shot. Uh, let's see. They, um, she does, uh, she does. So the guy that she hooks up with, they don't, even though they don't end up together, they don't completely demonize this guy. They don't, which I really like. Like, like he ends up with somebody else, but it's not like he, you know, it's just a misconnection that just so happened to be. And I thought that was really well done too. Everything was well done in this movie. When she does end up with a guy, it seems pretty natural. It doesn't seem forced, even though all of her friends are trying to force her into it. It's just, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a good movie through and throughout. You'll enjoy it if you're a guy. You'll enjoy it if you're a girl. You know, just uh, watch the movie. You know, calling this a chick flick. Yeah, it is very much so a chick flick, but it's a good example of a chick flick. Can't recommend it enough. Um, Under the Tuscan Sun came out in 2003. Go check it out. Just about had enough of you. Well, you wouldn't say that if I came with fries and a medium drink. Um, you know, as I stated before, I'll state it again. You know, going after, you know, treating psych psych a psych treatment nowadays in this day and age, and this is and this is just how it is. It's uh, it's the science itself is still in such a stage of infancy that they don't really know. Like, for instance, they, doctors aren't 100 percent sure how lithium works. And that's one of the oldest drugs that they use. They still prescribe it to this day. It was one of the last medications I was prescribed. They don't know. And it's again, you're going after a bee with a bazooka. You know, yeah, eventually you'll kill the bee, but you're going to blow up a lot of other shit in the process. You're just are. I mean, so, you know, especially when it comes to the medications, I mean, they're going to rot out your fucking kidneys. They're going to fuck you up big time. Um, how it affects me and how mental health affects me when it comes to weight loss. I'll tell you this much. Uh, the actual losing weight part in terms of changing, changing diet is, uh, it's a pain in the ass. It's stressful. Your body interprets it as stress and my mental health stuff definitely gets kicked up by stress. Um, you know, that being said, I will say this going to the gym counterbalances it, you know, especially cardio. I mentioned this every episode, uh, the t-shirt I'm going to get made up. One of the first ones that we call get that cardio nut. Because that's what it is. It's like getting a full body orgasm after you do cardio for an extended period of time. At least it is for me. I don't know how it works for everybody else. But it puts you in a state of elation. And it definitely offsets a lot of the stress and stressors that uh, any mental health stuff that, you know, 
I've had really gets kicked up with. Um, you know, I've noticed this when I lie in bed for long periods of time. You know, my the demon monkeys in my head, demon monkeys, that's another fucking t-shirt idea right there. The demon monkeys in my head, man, they fucking get restless because I don't like it, you know. Especially if you're, you know, if you have a certain level of, you know, intelligence, you know, which, again, a lot of us believe that we have because we, we've we read 15 subreddit posts at some point of our lives. No, not everybody's fucking actually smart, you know. Everybody's smart in their own way, and there's a big fucking difference, you know. Uh, but that being said, when you do have an active mind and you're not actively using it, believe me, it starts turning on itself, and physical activity will help that. It will. I didn't believe it. I thought it was hokum and bullshit, but no, it definitely does. Um, you know, in terms of like changing diet and stuff like that, does that help fucking? I'll be honest with you. It stresses me the fuck out. It does. Like, it gives me the heebie jeebies. I mean, I think it's because I'm overdoing it. And I think, you know, if you overdo anything, that's, uh, you know, that's always a bad thing. So, yeah, with uh, so exercise definitely helps out the eating. You know, I mean, one thing I have noticed, too, recently, and this is more of a physical thing than a psychological thing. uh, We're definitely going to keep that in there. I like hearing me botch words is uh, when it comes to my cheat day and it comes to eating, um, I'm not looking forward to it as much. I look forward to it with a certain level of dread, which I didn't look to before. I was just like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to overindulge in eating terribly and. that isn't the case now. It isn't the case. It's like it's gonna. It's like it's. Oh well, I'm gonna do this for the sake of the podcast, which is also part of the reason for the podcast too. Um, you know, this is a way for me to channel my creative energies. I'm not loving stand up, guys. I, I don't. I know you guys fucking. You know, especially you know you younger guys have been doing it for more than two years and hit mics every fucking night and get you know are on shows all the time. And by the way, anybody wants to get on my shit, well, it's because you're not getting booked a lot, dude. If I put my shit out there, believe me, I could get booked more. I got booked a lot fucking late last year when I came back from my little bit of a hiatus. When I come back from this hiatus, I'm going to get booked just as much, if not more, than you fucking guys. So go fuck yourselves. It isn't about that. It's just not that fun for me to hang around with a bunch of 25-year-olds drinking in a fucking bar when I'm sitting there sober waiting to get up for my turn. And none of y'all are going to laugh at my jokes because you aren't real fucking people. You're just waiting up to get your shit off, too. Okay? So maybe I don't find that as appealing as I did year one of comedy. Ooh. Fucking. Plus, you guys don't even fucking. I'm not talking about fucking, you know, vaping wax and Pokemon trading cards. Sorry for me not talking about that bullshit. You know, not saying you guys do that either, but there's a portion of you that does. And uh, good for you. If you could get if you could get booked. Doing whatever bullshit that you consider comedy to be fucking, but if you get if you're getting booked for whatever reason, get booked and get your money. The last person that's gonna begrudge you is me. I'm not one of these fucking diehards that are just like, oh well, it has to be done a certain specific way. There's many ways to skin this motherfucking cat call comedy. Do it, get paid, you know. But also don't fucking judge other. I'm not judging you guys for the shit that you do, but don't judge me for the shit that I do. Fuck that, you know. My reasons for everybody's fucking journey, quote unquote journey is different. I'm not in love with fucking Santa right now. I have to love it in order to do it. I'm not going to try to force it because it sucks. My material suffers. You know, I fucking personally suffer. I got to take time out of my day. I have stuff going on. I have a young lady in my life right now. I have a job that I have to tend to. I have bills that I have to pay. I have this podcast I look forward to. I'm in the gym all the time. 
you know. So, yeah, I'm juggling a lot of balls, and I'm not saying everybody else isn't. No, everybody is. There's no tag on this. Press check on Vagiclean, aisle five. I repeat, press check on Vagiclean, aisle five. That's Vagiclean. All right, guys, we're here for another installment of Five Star Customer Service. We're going to talk about fucking bullshit that I deal with in my job. And uh, on this one, I'm going to talk about people leaving shit on the conveyor belt and then le and saying to me something like this. Oh, I just have to grab something else. What the fuck are you doing? This isn't your pantry. This is a grocery store. It's a goddamn business. Get everything that you need to get. Gather together. Put it on the fucking thing. Pay for it. And then leave. Why do I have to fight? Why do customers have to navigate your shit to get to me? Because you forgot butter all the way in the back of the store. Okay? Why? Do what I do. Gather all of your shit up and carry it to the back. I'm not going to watch it for you. And I'm, I will go out of my way to help out the next customer that's behind you before you. I'm going to help out as many people before you as possible for having the gall to think that I'm going to stop fucking business because you have to grab something else. You know, and saying, oops, I'm sorry, doesn't excuse the fact that you put all your shit on there and then remembered something else. Take your shit, gather it up, carry it with you. Who the fuck do you think you are? Are you the emperor of... Uh, of the supermarket? No. Is it your supermarket? No. Is it your personal pantry or space? No, it isn't. Take your shit with you. Grab the product that you forgot and then come back to the line and put it on the belt. God damn it. How hard is that? Is that a fucking problem for you? Is it a problem for you? to? It wasn't a problem for you to gather in the first place. Why is it a problem for you now? Just do it. For fuck's sake, do it. Gather all your shit together, okay? Go get the product that you forgot. I don't care if it's on the other side of the store. Go to the other side of the store and grab it. If it's something you don't want, by all means, we have a method of dealing with things that you don't want. You don't have to bring that shit back, okay? Give that to me. I'll take care of the things you don't want. But if there's something else that you don't... Or, better yet, if you do, if you insist on leaving the shit on the belt... Pay for the shit that you already got. We'll bag it up for you. I'll put it right to the side. And then you could go online again to get the rest of your shit. Okay? All right. Stop holding up business. It isn't your business to hold up. I'm not your fucking, uh, uh, your personal assistant, Butler Jeeves. What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? You know, you're not the only person in the store. You're not the only person in the store. It isn't all about you. Me. It's about me. No, it's not about you. Fuck. You piece of garbage fuck. Fuck you. Fucking get all your shit together before getting on. Get, get it on before you get online. You know, people used to make lists before they came to the grocery store. I get that you're drunk and I'm working overnight and you're getting things on impulse, but that isn't my fucking problem, okay? Just get your shit together. This is Flaming Dragon! Okay, Flaming Dragon. Fuck face. First, take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Back to the heart of the matter. Speaking of which, with mental health stuff, yeah, the fact that I'm able to sit here and say that I'm doing all of those fucking things is a testament to good or being on top of your mental health shit. If you do have mental health problems, do have mental health issues, hit me up. Epic Cheat Day Podcast at Gmail. Epic Cheat Day Podcast at 
uh, Instagram, Facebook, Gmail. Hit me up. Talk to me about it. I definitely want to talk to people about their mental health stuff because, you know, it is pervasive. Um, I think in society, people do get over-medicated. I mean, nowadays, people, they get over-medicated. They get diagnosed on a whim, and they get diagnosed with the intention of being medicated a certain way. Um, Don't take the first doctor's word for anything. Just don't see a couple, you know. Get therapy if you need it. Uh, psychotherapy works for some people. It doesn't work for all people. It helped me out a lot. Cognitive behavioral therapy, it's a its a wonder if you can do it. Uh, there's so many new treatments out there nowadays that I don't even know about. Um, you know, but uh, stay on top of that, guys. I mean, look, and, and, and don't be... Don't be in a rush to medic self-medicate. People are always in a rush to self-medicate and, you know, you're doing yourself a disservice that that way. You know, yeah, again, I and, and any podheads listening, I know I shit on you guys a lot. It's not you guys that I shit on. I think it's fine. Hey, look, whatever gets you through the day, do it. If you want to fucking shoot dope through your eyeball, do it. That's fine. But, you know, I have no problem with potheads. I have problem with the idea that weed isn't considered a drug when it is. It's going to fuck your head up just like any other drug does. It just does it in a different way. It's still doing it, you know? And as long as you're okay with that, be okay with that. You know, alcohol is sold at way more stores than weed, and it's way more da- way more damaging to to people than, than weed is. I'll be the first person to admit it. That being said, it doesn't make fucking weed innocuous. But uh, in terms of self-medication when it comes to mental health stuff, pay attention, guys. Seriously. And I'm not talking about go to the subreddit. Fuck it. I keep bringing up subreddit because I hate when people argue some shit they read online. It's like if you look deep enough online, you could find an argument supporting your fucking side to anything. I mean, you could find your side being supported by any argument out there. There just is. I know I'm saying that wrong, but you guys know what the fuck I mean. You can. Somebody actually told me this past week, and his name is going to, he's going to remain nameless from now on because he got on me for mentioning him. Ooh, I mentioned my friend's name too much. Go fuck yourself, guy. Oh, wow. I'd like shouting out my friends on here. Fuck you. Anyway, he got on my case. He said, you say a lot of facts that are wrong. Why? Because it's not on your fucking pothead kombucha fucking website that you go to that fucking facts checks all of your bullshit and co-signs all the shit that you like. Fuck yourself. Okay, A, I'm not a medical professional. I never claim to be. B, this is a fucking entertainment podcast. First and foremost, C, I talk about the things that work for me. Okay, if smoking weed and fucking drinking kombucha and going on 25 mile bike rides, get your fucking goat going. By all means, do it. You know, as long as it isn't hurting anybody else then fucking fine. But don't begrudge me because I don't believe that you're fucking want to be fake holistic bullshit lifestyles fucking applicable to everybody's case scenario it's not you know fucking what's that one what's that the, the fucking drug where the, you need to have a shaman next to you and you drink ayahuasca just fucking people going i want to go on a ayahuasca trip with a shaman in fucking florida or wherever the fuck it is they grow this fuck i don't know what is it a plant i don't know what it is but it's like guys great if that's what gets you through the day so be it me i've already seen the edges of my fucking mind and beyond i don't need anything artificial to bring me there Ever the fuck again, okay? I don't. It's unnecessary for me. If it's necessary for you, great. If it helps you have a great and pleasant day, sure. If it makes you less of an asshole to at least one person in your life, by all means, do it. But fuck. 
And back to the, again, the, the core of this episode is mental health stuff. Please, for God's sake, don't tell me these things are not fucking with your mental health. They are anything that skews your perception for an extended period of time in any way, shape, form, or fashion has the capacity to fuck up your mental health irreparably. Okay? Acid, are you fucking kidding me? That can't fuck up your mental health? Yes, it can. Mushrooms absolutely can. Fucking high, all this shit can. Don't tell me weed can't because they fucking sell it at dispensaries. It can. That being said, there is a such thing as ketamine clinics now where they give you microdoses of ketamine, and that's actually proven to be pretty effective for the treatment of uh, depression. I'm sure it works. I'm not saying these things don't work, but the way people take it, it's it's insane. You know. Just be mindful of it, guys. That's all I care about. Be mindful of these types of things. I mean, you know, it's it's your health. You know, it's yours. You know, I always talk shit and say, oh, well, I'm 41 years old. Uh, yeah, I'm working at Jewel Boo. And I, you know, make jokes about it. But you know what the reality is? And I've said this before. I'll say it again. When I go to sleep at night, I'm happy. I'm content with myself. You know, I'm in debt. And you know what? I'm content with it. It's like, hey, this is fine. At least I got to the point where I function well enough to accrue debt. At least I'm healthy enough and function well enough where I could go to a job that could act that's willing to give me a good recommendation if I move on from it. You know, at least I function well enough to know that drugs don't work for me. And, you know, at least I'm healthy enough to know that just because it doesn't work for me doesn't mean it's not going to work for other people. It works for you. Fine. Just cop to the fact that what you're taking is drugs. That's all. That's all I ask. Um, you know, if you do have mental health issues and you're not getting treatment and you see that your mental health issues are having an effect on other people, that's the time to actually ask yourself and look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, you know what? I need to get treatment for this. You know, I mean, I, I'm of the mind that if it fucks up my own life, that's one thing. It's mine, you know, and I take ownership of that. But if I start seeing my mental health stuff negatively impact other people, then, yeah, that's the time to really look into it. I know a lot of people who do suffer from uh, mental health issues, and they don't check themselves. They don't look into it themselves, and they think it's fine. And when they see it roll over onto other people like this, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, that's that person's problem. Now, no, you caused that problem, you know, own it, own it, you know, and if you have a hard time coming to terms with it, uh, you know, the last thing I'll say is that I'm like a, you know, I'm not an AA sponsor or anything like that. So if you want to talk about drugs and alcohol stuff, sure. But, you know, mental health stuff, I do kind of know my shit and I am more than willing to talk to you guys. Epic cheat day podcast at Gmail. Facebook, Instagram, message me on any of those platforms. I will definitely get back to you. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it's been, this has been a good episode. I liked it. I like the energy behind it. Uh, I know it's an important subject and I know it's one that, you know, all of, us, all of us deal with it in some way, shape, form or fashion, whether it's directly through our own um, or through other people. I didn't get the cheat day breakdown, by the way, for the day. So, you know, we're going to do that right now. What did I have? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to keep this part of the Epic Cheat Day. I think it's kind of important just so I can break it down to you guys. What did I have? Um, I had a six-pack of jalapeno cheese White Castles. I had four of these things called Killer Brownies. These things are fucking awful. 
If you guys see this at Jewel Osco or any other grocery store, there's this company called Killer Brownies. And it's $5. And you see this container. It's small. It looks like there's only two brownies in there. And they cut it into these teeny tiny finger-sized wedges. And they are so dense. It's like eating like hard... I'll put it this way, four of these things are about a brownie and a half's worth of food looking. It was 1,200 calories to those four, um, 1,280 calories. Then I had four chocolate chunk cookies. That was 1,200 calories. I had a Reese's Outrageous Bar. That was 320 calories. And then that listener that I mentioned before, she made homemade potato and spicy noodles uh, soup. Uh, she made homemade potato soup and spicy noodles uh, as a separate side dish altogether. I... You know, figured it out and broke it down. It's about 600 calories worth of food there. So altogether, we're looking at roughly, what was it? So 1280, 1280, 360. So about 4,500 calories worth of food for uh, for the fifth epic cheat day. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm I, I, that's it for me today, guys. Thank you so much. Mike, we're good.